Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. Lisa Tadeo is the author of Ghost Lover Stories. She's also the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Three Women, which she is adapting as a dramatic series at Showtime and the novel Animal. She has contributed to the New York Times, New York, Esquire, Elle, Glamour, and many other publications. Her nonfiction has been included in the Best American Sports Writing and Best American Political Writing anthologies, and her short stories have won two Pushcart Prizes. She lives with her husband and daughter in New England. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Ghost Lover. Thank you for having me. It's one of my favorite podcasts in the whole world. Quite oh, <laughs> sweet. Oh my gosh. Well, then you may remember from our first podcast, but after I read Three Women, I like ravenously devoured everything you'd ever written online. I like stayed up and like was like, what else has she written? I, I can't get enough of this author's voice. And then of course we met and, you know, all, all in the past, but you know, there is something about your writing that is so amazing and different and just like stops me in my tracks the way you write. So I am a huge fan of yours, as you know, not to be, you know, too sycophantic here, but, but I am. <laughs> okay. Ghost lover. First tell everybody what it's about. And then I'm going to read a couple of amazing quotes. So Ghost Lover, you know, I, I dedicated it 
to all the girls who've loved before. And the reason I wrote that in the dedication, my mom used to love Enrique Iglesias. And <laughs> I'm not Enrique, sorry, Julio Iglesias, wrong, wrong, wrong generation, the elder Iglesias. And I, I, one of the songs obviously is to all the girls I've loved before. And for me, it's like, you know, we have such a, a man's, we've, I grew up with such a man's kind of view of, of women, including my mother sort of inculcating that in me. So what I wanted to do with Ghost Lover was write it for the women who, who've loved before rather than to all the girls I've loved before kind of a thing. So Ghost Lover is a compendium of stories about women young women, older women, women across the sort of, you know, the 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 spectrum of 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 wealth, uh, socioeconomics and and everything and just kind of how we are told who we need to be. It, it's it's a satirical look of 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 the way that we are self-punish ourselves after being told how to punish ourselves and then and then basically remonstrated for doing that punishing after after having been told to do it. So it, it's a it's a bit of a satirical look at at how female desire works in the world and the way that it's it's um, the way that it's frankly affected by everybody else and then the way that we still decide to judge it after all of that. Do you love describing it? Are you tired of? T- <laughs> are you just like I don't want to do this description ever again? Why are you asking me? No, no. You know, in fact, it's funny. I got really tired after describing three women because I would hear myself say the same words over and over again. And I would be like, oh, God. And and I didn't get tired of it. What it's more is that I feel like if someone's listening to the same thing, mm-hmm. to me saying it like three times, like I remember when Lady Gaga was promoting A Star is Born, she was like, there's 99 people in a room who don't believe you. All you need is that one person to believe in you. And I remember like listening to her saying it over and over. And I was like, my God, lady, say something else. And then I'm, then three women came out and I was like, so if there's 99 people, <laughs> not that, my version of it. And I just, I had a, a renewed sense of, so no, I'm not, I'm not tired of it. I'm excited about Ghost Lover. I, I'm really excited about, I love short stories. It, it's my favorite form you know it's it's just i i think that they're i i think that they're an unsung hero of the writing world and or heroine rather and that we need to start reading them again i think there's this misperception though with short story or short story collections that they have to be so deeply literary that you're going to need to like settle in and put your best thinking cap on to devour intricate sentences and you're going to need to really like exert a lot of effort to consume them, which is like a detraction, I think, from people. But like your stories are the exact opposite of that. Not that they, not that you don't think, but like you're, they're not, there is no lift. You don't have, there is no lift on the part of the reader. The reader is immediately like pulled in and it's very approach, like you're, well, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just read a few examples of what I'm talking about. Not to say you're not literary, you obviously are, but it's, it's not in a way that requires effort. It's a, it's a way that is like entertaining for the reader. I I hope that, do you know what I'm trying to say? I totally do. And in fact, it's something that I, I work on because I obviously, you know, literary 
fiction sentences that are crafted that hold like I, I always say about I always bring up like Grace Kelly's story want I think it's wants and not wanting wants uh, and how there's like sentences in there that are just kind of tell you the whole scope of a human life, but yet are also effortlessly readable. So for me, being literary and all of that, it's like uh, my first desire is to entertain because that's what I want to be it, as a reader. I want to be entertained. So as a writer, I want to entertain. I want to do it uh, as sort of like uh, as concisely and sharply as possible within the boundaries of a sentence. But ultimately, the desire is to entertain and to have someone go, oh, oh, I know exactly what you mean. And I think there's sometimes when, you know, you write something and some people are like, what? What the hell does that mean? And I think for like each, what the hell does that mean? There's a, oh my God, I know exactly what she means. So, you know, I think there's a risk that you take in that, but it's a risk that I'm happy to take because when it is fruitful and when it lands, it's really exciting It's awesome. for me as a, as a writer. No, it's exciting to read because, you know, you're like, oh, I've never looked at, you know, I've never thought about having sex with an iron, but I guess <laughs> that's what it would feel like. <laughs> Well, that might come from the fact that when I was researching three <laughs> women, I, I watched a, a, an actual machine, like a robotic machine. Uh, sorry if this is not good for your book <laughs> chat. Um, penetrate a woman in the air while she was hogtied at the porn castle in San Francisco, now defunct. So I, I saw that actually happen. And so that's where that that's where that uh, that one comes from in my head. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure I wanted to know that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. So I think what it is a lot are the, are the comparisons, like all the analogies and similes and whatever, or the way, okay. So here's an example. This is from the first story. And you would have sat looking at the waves thawing on your rocky bandage of beach an abject misery waiting no less than three minutes, blah, 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 blah. In the refrigerated section. This is, well, this is so out of context. Now I'm like not making any sense, but I guess rocky bandage of beach. And you say, and then in the next scene, you say, this is when they're in line and they're recognizing the ghost lover, who Ari, who's like become famous. And there's this couple in line who are like all over each other. And you go, hey, he says, hey, it's your Ari, the ghost lover, right? And then you write, you feel dizzy, a crouton in your mouth, the size of a nightmare. You try to chew it quietly, but there is no quiet, fast way to get rid of a crouton. There is only slow disintegration. <laughs> so good. A crouton. I mean, croutons. Like, <laughs> think about croutons. Then you say, the way you describe Sunday is amazing. It's Sunday, which for you is a whale's throat, blue, black, and forever. I mean, <laughs> is a whale's throat blue, black? Have you looked inside a whale's throat? How do we even know this? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that for me, like, finding finding something that's kind of out of reach and like I, I guess this is a way and I think it, it might be in suburban weekend which is in there the one of the ways in which not to bring it back to not bring it back not to bring it into grief but a lot there is a lot of grief in ghost lover too the collection as there was an animal but with loss and and stuff like that for me it was so hard after having lost my parents to figure out how to describe depression and how to describe loss 
there were no words, there were no phrases that could adequately sort of communicate to people who hadn't experienced those feelings, what it was like. So for me, things like like a whale, it's like like in, in Suburban Weekend, I say that that being that having lost her parents for for the woman there is like was like a tiger bite that nobody could see. Because I feel like that it, it, there's just for me and I've just always struggled to communicate adequately how big an emotion can feel. And I and I think we have this amazing language and English is really an amazing language. It is absolutely impossible to learn for people who, for whom it's not, they're not impossible. It's just really difficult for people for whom it's not their first language. But, but with that difficulty, I think comes so many, so many things we can draw from so many different ways of seeing the world that I, I just, you know, I just kind of like fall into it and, and try to find things that communicate something that I feel is incommunicable with sort of regular thoughts and feelings. I, I struggle with the same thing, not to be self-promotional here, but in bookends when I was trying to describe my depression, I compared it to like the heavy x-ray cloak that you wear, how it just, oh, like, yeah. it's, totally. you. And it's yeah. just like, anyway. And those obviously- kinds of things that, you know, communicating that, I think like that, that's a, that's beautiful. And I think that's so important to find ways to communicate things that, that, you know, like someone who does not know now reading your, it's like, you wouldn't just sort of sit there talking to a friend and be like, it feels like an ex. I mean, you might, but there's something about the experience of putting it in a book, you know, that, um, or, or an essay or, or anything where it's like, you know, you are, you have the time to write it out and then someone else has the time on their own time, like on a couch or at a pool or, or wherever they read and to see that and be like, oh, and then to take that fully in is really a gift. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because 
even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help, and I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Speaking of gift, I'm going to read a few more of your lines here. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Let's see. Well, this was just funny. The less one's body is perfect, the more it needs expensive garments, heavy crepes to position themselves like aid workers across the fault lines. Oh my gosh. I mean, insane. Amazing. Oh, and then you're so funny when you have the sales lady at Morgan Le Fay come up and, and she asks if you want anything special. You say, no, in fact, I'm looking for something really unspecial. Tell me, what is the least special thing you have in the store? <laughs> and then you feel so bad. You'd like tell your friend about it. Not you, but this is how good you are at your job. You are a clinician of the text. You can eviscerate, palpate, abrogate with a mild word combined with cunning punctuation. <laughs> that should be like on your website as like the description of you and what you do with language. And you say, you wear the red dress that Nick bought you at that consignments shop in Cambridge. All these years later, all these diets later, you are still mostly the same size. If only people knew how much work went into your weight, the fluctuations in your mind rocket and plunge like an ambitious water slide. Your relationship with your refrigerator has given the cat an anxiety disorder. <laughs> but on your body, the movements are razor bumps. That's such, per that is so perfect. This is like an example to me. This is just like, I've never heard weight loss and the effort it takes to maintain a weight with which you are dissatisfied <laughs> so perfectly. And it's something I think about often. <laughs> well, it's, and you know, it's like, and here's the thing for me is that like, we think about it often, right? But like, we're kind of not allowed to talk about it and how much we think about it. So that's what that is for me. It's like, it's kind of like a carnival of like, here is all the stuff we have to do you know, and, and this is, this is what we think about and it's okay to think about it. It's okay to have these feelings. It's just, okay. It's okay. You know, my mother was once talking to me about a friend of hers who's, who's always been sort of overweight, but you know, mostly the same. And she goes, you know, I said to my friend the other day, like, you know, what is your secret? Because you maintain your weight so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's yeah. great. So, you know, so I get it. I mean, it does take a lot. I mean, it could always be worse or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so when you write a story like this, and I feel like they're all linked. I mean, it's they they don't see they don't seem independent. Like everything made sense. Like how how do you do it all in one fell swoop? Like, do, did you sit down and just write the story or do you go back over and over? Like, does it does the first draft of a story just come out of you and then you go back and edit? Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't do a lot of going, I do go back and edit, but what I do more is I kind of don't move on until I'm happy with a paragraph. Like until I think a paragraph is like great or, you know, good or whatever, 
I I won't have the sort of temerity to to keep it moving. So I'm more like sentence, 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 sentence. And then like, I look at that and I'm like, how do I feel about those four sentences? And then I move on. Going back just for two seconds to losing your parents and trying Mm -hmm. to communicate that. Once you feel like you can explain it, if it can ever actually be explained, what do you think, like, what is our compulsion to get people to get it who don't get it? What, like, what is that? You know, like, it's so funny you should ask that. I, I try to tell my husband all the time. My husband has never lost anyone super close to him. So his experience of death is utterly different than mine because I have lost a lot of people super close to me. And I'm terrified of it. And I walk through the world in terror. And he walks through the world in less terror. And I'm jealous of his less terror. So I try, I mean, he's very empathetic about like, you know, listening about my parents and stuff like that. But, but in terms of that actual loss, it's like, and he said to me, he's like, why do you want me to know what it feels like so that I'm walking around as afraid as you? And I'm like, yes, I think I do. I don't want him to walk around. I, I guess I want, I want him to walk around afraid in the sense that like, I want to make sure he knows that at any moment something can happen and we have to be vigilant. So I think for me, it's about vigilance. It's about like, if everybody knows how bad this is, we can all work together to stop death from ever touching us. And I know that's obviously not possible. You know, it's not biologically possible. It's not statistically possible. It's not anything, but that's kind of I feel like if I can just communicate to everybody how bad it is that everybody will band together with me and we can all like sit in a white room that's like, you know, all padded and we can just like sit there and like, you know, stay, get really healthy and drink lemon water. Um, I, I don't know, Zibby. I'm just like, I'm just trying to, I'm just <laughs> trying to like get by. <laughs> it's not just you. I mean, I, I, I didn't mean like, you know. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. What you I'm just but, saying that's how no, I you're right. It's, you know, it's, a, I've, I, I am not like terrified of death because I am just like in full recognition that it could happen any second. And so it changes the way I live every day. And I, I feel like people who don't, ha- don't believe that might not have that clarity of, of purpose almost, or like, like, I think it can go either way. If you've had a lot of loss, right. You can be f- afraid it's going to happen or, or, or maybe it's all, it's sort of all linked, right? It's all, you can't like tease it apart, but I yeah. do believe strongly there is the camp of people who, who, who know that we're, that we could all drop dead at any second. And then those yeah. who can blissfully go through life kind of thinking about it, but it's not part of their everyday. Exactly. Exactly. And you just want to like pull the, the shades up and let them see out the window that you're looking yeah. at or something. Totally. So. Yeah, because you feel alone. I mean, I, that's that's what it is for me. It's the feeling alone in it. It's if I'm like walking around and like everyone's happy, I'm just like, wait, are you guys are all aware, right? That, yeah. <laughs> that, that we're gonna die. <laughs> or you guys are all aware of that, right? And like, you know, it's like people don't like like again, like my husband says to me, he's like, you know, we don't we don't wanna like like he was afraid of flying, then got over it. It took him a long time. Then he met me and I like was like, wait, <laughs> you're not afraid of flying? That's crazy. And he was like, so then I kind of brought him right back to where he was. And he well, was well like, done, Lisa. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. He was like, what is your deal? Like, why do you want, like, 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 we don't want to like, you know, 
the world doesn't want to be afraid of flying. The world doesn't want to be. And I'm like, right, but there's people who, for whom it is impossible not to be afraid. And it is for those people that I am writing, right? And like, you know, I always talk about that Cesar Cruz quote that art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. And, you know, I don't really want to disturb the comfortable. I'm like, you guys are fine. If you're fine, good. I'm happy for you. But for these guys over here who are not fine, like I'm here to tell you, I am also not fine. <laughs> and, you know, here's some, here are some of the things I do to feel more fine. So kind of that's sort of my, like where I write from. Well, I think feeling not fine and feeling alone is so much worse than just feeling not fine. Mm-hmm. Like knowing you're like dropping into a crowded <laughs> pool of people who also feel that way. Yeah. Better exactly. than like alone in the big vast ocean of of it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. We're to, we're in the community pool today is where we are. Yeah. Community exactly. pool of grief. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. And now pulling out of deep philosophical discussions. (laughs) Okay. So Ghost Lover is done and out and beautiful and thought-provoking, of course, and just awesome. Where are you with the rest of your writing? Like, what are you working on now? What's happening with all your, what's happening with the film stuff? Like, what what are are you doing? You have like a million balls in the air. I do. I do. I'm, I'm lucky and also totally exhausted. So three women will be out sometime in the new year, I think. I don't, we don't have an air date yet, but it's all done. We're just sort of cutting the, I mean, it's not done. We're still in the sort of like, you know, cutting all the episodes part, but all the principal photography is done being filmed. There's a first look on Vanity Fair uh, that's did a beautiful job on it. It looks really cool. Writing the screen adaptation of Animal for film. And uh, a lot of the stories in Ghost Lover are kind of in going into TV land. Wow. So cool. So when you wake up and you're like, like, how do you, when you like wake up and go to your desk in the morning, like, how are you organizing your time for the day? Uh, I mean, it's really, it's, it involves a lot of like colored pens and and things. I, you know, I have a lot like today, like after this, I have like a lot of edit sessions, like back to back on on the thing. So I mostly do meetings and then I try to schedule days where it's just for writing, but it's increasingly hard to do that. So I try to like carve out time in the day. Amazing. Well, I know we spent a lot of time in the beginning just chit-chatting and so now our episode is shorter. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm encouraging listeners to go back and listen to our other episodes too and check out Ghost Lover because the sentences you will like underline, highlight, want to post on your fridge or whatever. And thank you thank for- you so much, Sibby. And, and good luck on bookends. I can't wait to read it. And I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Good luck, Lisa. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.